0: Felt honest. I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use. Again, shame on you. This is Sports 360. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports 360 Podcast. And thanks for joining us this week. And thanks also joining us on Sports 360 Pod on Instagram. Um, Interesting topics we have for you today. Circling around our dear country, Nigeria, and joining us today is a good friend of the house, a one-time presenter, producer of our show, and really, like a young brother to all of us, well, older brother to Yemi, (laughs) Tola Barikale joins us today, not by much, (laughs) and Tola, good to have you on the show.
1: Should I say good morning or just good good day? day, Yeah, because I know this is around the world. Thank you so much, uh, for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, being back in the studio to talk rather than produce.
0: Yeah, so, Tola <laughs> is a top top rated producer, top man. Uh, Yemi Arisa is here. And Bodeo is still. I just asked Bode what he wants me to tell all his friends, quote unquote. I've been asked after him when he's going to come back to Nigeria, so he will tell me what to tell them. After, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, we are here. Tola is here because of an event that happened last week, and Tola happened to be there live. It was the should, we can't say opening now. Reopening. It was a reopening of the Lagos Salami Stadium in Adamasin in. But incidentally, I grew up from age six to age uh, seventeen. I lived less than one kilometer from that stadium. I grew up in Adamasing Bay area of Ibadan from those ages. So I uh, that area I know very well. The stadium. Was reopened, was rebuilt, was recommissioned, and that's not the story. The event, we're not talking about the waterlogged pitch. That's not the story. The story is that Tola was there, and Tola noticed some things that were not right. So I'll let Tola tell us and then we'll dovetail into our discussion. Tola noticed some issues that happened there around some personalities, and we felt that it was a very, very dishonorable thing to do to those people. So Tola, tell us what you observed that uh, made us invite you here today?
1: You know, for me, um, the reopening, the recommissioning, or whatever read really that we want to give uh, the event, um, for me was was an opportunity that doesn't come too often yeah. to celebrate those who made that stadium popular. Those who went to that area yeah. to see, you know, as a, as, as a teenager probably, and those who made the name shooting stars, even in the most recent memory, in 1992, mm. the likes of um, Achibadi uh, Babalade. Babalade and the rest of them, Achibadi Babalade, perhaps awesome. if he was alive, mm. will have been will have fallen victim of what I noticed um, that day. Um, a colleague of mine couldn't make it to the um, stadium with us for the production, so I had to go to the to one of the gates, gate one. Mm. to fetch her of course. I spoke with the military men and um, we were still in the middle of trying to negotiate her entry, entry into the stadium then I noticed I mean a face had you know um, done a few things with in the past you know and what am I talking about Felix, Felix mm. the man who more or less led shooting stars to in that same stadium Mm. the Adama Simba Stadium in 1992 to win the very first edition of the CAF Cup Cup, that is now so called the Confederation Cup. The very first edition in 1992. In that same Adama Simba Stadium, he was tapping a military officer and I heard clearly when he said, hello sir, I am Felix Oulabi, the former footballer. That's quoting him verbatim. Mm. How he introduced himself to the military. Of course, the red-faced military officers, because yeah. too many people there. They were, it was not a very busy gate, comparatively speaking. Okay. The other gates, if I mean, you've um, you've cautioned against you know criticizing the event, um, in terms of general organization. Mm-hmm. But the other gates were very very chaotic. Okay. So that was about the one of the few gates that was maybe that was why he went there. Okay. And at the risk of been beaten with, um, I don't know, the horse whip or the koboko by the, um, uh, was it naval or military I, I, or um, I army? Mean, I can't really recollect. And then I tapped the gentleman and said, Excuse me, I dare not teach you your job. Okay. But opposite us, trying to enter the stadium, is a legend of Nigerian football. Mm-hmm. That's what I told the soldier. And then, he looked at me. Of course, about three, four, five of them didn't give a damn who Felix Oulabi was. They didn't yeah. even recognize him.
0: Mm.
1: Which was obviously not their own fault. Yeah. They were there to carry out an order. Nobody should ordinarily drive in or find an easy passage into the stadium through that gate. But the question for me was, why would Felix Oulabi be there in the first instance? Why were they not housed in some kind of five-star accommodation in Ibado. Driven, bust to the stadium. Yeah. With maybe some Ankara, some lovely attire. Mm. Celebrated. Celebrated. So, of course, when the military officer allowed my colleague in, Mm. and he told me, hey, 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 hey. Because it was a very tense atmosphere. Yeah. Hey, 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 your colleague. Hey, yeah, go, 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 go. We don't I allow your colleague. We hey, go, go, go. I had to leave the place. And about ten minutes later, because I was, um, I was producing my presenter. About ten minutes later, I now saw him. You know what Felix Olabi did? He came rushing towards me and hugged me. I mean, if you weren't moved by that moment, I don't, mm. I don't ask somebody who appreciates what these people did to Nigeria, for Nigerian yeah, football. Yeah. If we were not even moved, humanly speaking, not just the fact that this was a legend of Nigerian football. Was he not part of the 1980 Nation? Oh, school? yeah. He scored, yeah. for God's sake. He, oh, sco- first. He, sco- he, 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 he didn't score in the final,
0: but he scored the only goal in the semi-final when we beat was Morocco. Was that not uh, Morocco? Morocco, Morocco, yes. Morocco, He scored the only
1: goal. Excuse me. That should not be happening to him. Yeah. And then you know what? Now, for the God me, um... There was Slow Poison. You would, you, I mean, yes. the, you will know more of these guys. Yeah, I don't know do, any of
0: them. myself and Buddy.
1: Phyllis you know was, now, was now, Raola was now introducing all of them. They were up to 13 shooting stars legends. Slow Poison. I, I mean, that name, I don't that know name, the man, uh, but that name, that nickname, Slow Poison, you registered. registered. They, were, they had no direction where to sit. They, there was no place obviously arranged for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you had to go to the gate to tap a military officer mm-hmm. that you want to enter, <laughs> forcing yourself to be introduced to some soldier who doesn't even know you, how much more when you enter the stadium? Obviously, there was no arrangement for them. So luckily for me, I'm sorry I'm taking our time. No, I just want people ahead. to digest this. And luckily for me, I'd been I'd been working with one of the special advisors to the governor. I won't mention his or her name just to protect their identity. And I told him, essay. Do you know this man? Because I was my voice was really loud at that point. You, you were angry at that point. I was really angry. I was pissed off. Do you know this man, SA? I said, yes, I know him. This is Felix. I even know his wife. Oh, that's good. It is not your fault because I I, I wouldn't like to mention what SA is. Mm. You understand? But I know it is not your area of um the cabinets. That is really organizing this. I know you were not part of the organizing committee. You were working with us, obviously based on the fact that we had a few things to, to do together. But this should never have happened. It was embarrassed. It was, I said, I thought you guys would be, they would be part of the program. You will call them out one by, by one, one. Yeah. This event is not to rob the governor's ego. It is not about the governor. It is not about the Edo State governor. It was, it was, it should never have been about the Edo State governor, about the former vice president Atiku, all those politicians, it should, perhaps, the only person that should have been honored was the former governor, the military governor, of Jeremy Jeremy Behron, who who originally built the complex. The old man was there. Those are the people we should honor. So that was what happened. And you know what? Mm -hmm. The one that now got me, towards the end of our production, a gentleman tapped me, elderly, well-dressed gentleman. He said, at one corner there, you will see Shegwadegwame. Wow. And then, of course, I about um, three meters away from us. You know the, the metal the barrier, barricade? Yeah. Shegwadegwame was seated just in front of the, the barrier. I mean, he wasn't even sitting on a normal chair. Yeah. Of course, he should never have been there. He should have been at the VIP yeah, or a special yeah, yeah, area yeah. of the stadium organized for them. And then I went to greet him I invited him for an interview. Shegun Odegbami was seated in a very obscure corner. Shegun Odegbami.
0: Okay, okay. Tola, you've established that, but there is a lifelong shooting stars fan. I grew up in Ibano, like I told you. In fact, that stadium used to be used to be a race, it used to be a race course. A race course, yes. Before it was converted into the stadium by, uh, of course, uh, De- Jeremy Baron. Like, I don't want to mention the year, but some of us were in secondary school that time. <laughs> Just underlines how old we were. But all these people you mentioned, but, but it, it, it brings the it brings to mind the way we quote and unquote dishonor our heroes. You know, I would have thought that that kind of event, I remember they, 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 they had the 94, 98 Super Eagles play a match and all that. If you say these guys are too old to play a match, what's stopping from saying, okay, Sheikh, whatever I mean, you'll be the coach of team A. Felix Olabi, you be the coach of team. Give them some roles. Like Tola said, invite them. They were the first team. And that stadium was named after Leko Salami, who is, um, heyday as Shooting Stars general manager. Chekwanebami, them, Shooting Stars became the first Nigerian team to win a continental trophy in 1977. Um, they won the Cup Winners Cup. These were the guys. Chekwanebami, uh, Idouo Late Mudalawa, and all the rest of them. And then have been like joined later and then captain them to the 92 captain. Mm-hmm. Ordinary, do, do, would you say that if you are doing something like that, reopening the stadium, um, shooting stars, uh, ex-shooting stars players, maybe I'm asking for too much. But I felt that it should have been a day to really, you know, really honor these guys in a special way. What do you think?
2: Did you, like you said, I'm a big shooting stars fan, and then no matter where, where shooting stars play, whether in the 12th or 15th division, they are still the team that I grew up loving, and they are the team that I will love until I die. And you know, the, the, the thing I, 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 as Tala was speaking, you, I was almost weeping mm. um, uh, because everything he was saying or everything he said, um, I, I'm sure he looked. I know Tola is not a big... Tola watches covers shooting stars, but I, I, I'm sure it's not a, it's not a big Christian as fan as I am, and I, I could feel the pain in his voice. you yeah. I can imagine what these gentlemen, what they go through. Thanks Olabi that he mentioned, that that scene that he described after Olabi entered the stadium, that is what I envision Olabi to do. Is that kind of a person. Yeah. As big a superstar as he is, himself and mature had he called you. Very humble. He will stop and greet you, very, very humble human beings. Deji, our government and our governors will learn to copy everything that has to do with taxing people. We copy it from abroad. Oh, let people talk about abroad. They pay this abroad. Oh, they, they, oh, they do this abroad. you imagine that up till tomorrow, every member of 1966 1960, team 1960, that's when they woke up in England, they are still being honoured. Yeah, yeah. Every team in England, all their heroes. Their birthdays, nice. their deaths, every major thing in their lives, they, they, they are ensure that the, the press, public, and for publishers, when they have to do with their their teams, they are in the forefront, in the front seat. They rule them out at every opportunity. They keep in, they, they keep uh, inventing our to give them. But I think we missed it when we stopped giving prominence to these guys, to, to the people that I mentioned. Where should where shooting stars are concerned? I know that for a lot of Nigerians, the question has always been I mean, when, when we talk about this once masters, oh, when they are playing for Nigeria, when, when they represented uh, 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 these teams, they were honored. Why are we still? But this is not the case with the people that Solan mentioned. These are guys that are respectable in whatever it is that they are doing. Yeah. They don't push themselves forward for anything. They stay in their lane. They show up when they are invited, they do their bit and they just melt back into the shadows. And I feel like the rest of government. I don't care how they do it, they've got to find a way to compensate these guys for the stress that they went through on that day. 92, 92, 92 that, 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 that that's all I mentioned. I remember, oh, because Oulabi was in his late, mid or late 30s. Yes, and back early, yes. And he carried the team on his back. Deji, I think a couple of weeks ago, I I, I did a tweet about and the and the uh, what's his name? The former MFA secretary general MFA secretary general that just died. Yeah. an appreciation to it. Because these are the people that make shooting stars what it is to do. When you say, Oh, shooting stars is a big team, it's not because they are big to do, be. it's because this, this gentlemen, both administrators and players, they gave part of their lives, sacrifice, sacrifice part of their family, uh, family time to ensure. That the team became great. And it, it saddens me that in all the planning they made for that stadium, nobody thought it fit. Unless the government had a protocol uh, a department, nobody thought it fit to do what Tola suggested or what Tola just suggested now. Even if you are not going to drive, drive them to the stadium, create a VIP sticker and have them and ensure it is it is recognized. And so for me, Deji, I think we, we, we should not just talk about this uh, in passing. We should we, we should find a way to ensure that the government of for us to not only understand what they did wrong, but take steps to not only remedy it but ensure that it never happens again in the future, future. and then ensure okay. continuity. Mm. That until these guys leave the face of this earth, every time she says to have an event, mm. or the US government have an event to do with sports or football, this year these men are remembered and they are brought to the forefront to participate. Maybe.
0: You know, uh because ordinarily I know Chief Shagunebami mean, very well. I've worked closely with him. I know. I don't know um Owohblu Felix Olaibi that much, but I have an idea of the kind of person he is. But he mentioned Muthu. Oh, I'm very close to Mutiu as well. Ordinarily, this gentleman wouldn't go to that stadium except they were invited. Uh,
1: did you, sorry to, 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 to cut to you. Felix Olaibi told me when the SA was trying to uh, mm. apologize, he said, "No, no problem." get celebrated every day. Mm. But of course you could feel the pain. Yeah. And then he, 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 he later told me at the tail end of the discussion that he was only told four days before, before. the event. Four days. So it was they, the were, afterthoughts. So they, they were, were afterthoughts. They were not in the plan. <laughs>
0: not, you know, two <laughs> things happened recently, Yemi, and I'll get Yemi will speak then, but he will speak. I'll round this up. Um, Um, Yemi, two things happened recently in Nigerian sports. That underlines what we're trying to say. And that uh, puts it right on the front burner. A lot of you out there may not know him, if you are not a basketball person, but he's, he, act, he actually happens to be, but he's a very good friend and somebody I know very well. Deji Jayola uh, passed recently. He was a former basketballer for Nigeria. He was a point guard. He passed, unfortunately, about two, three weeks ago. Deji Jayola, and in his prime, was the J.J. Okocha of Nigerian basketball. And he represented Nigeria at all levels, played at Afro Basket. And the passed recently, a few days before the Afro Basket started. You would have expected that the Nigerian national team, in their first game at that tournament, some kind of honor would have been given to the some remembrance, maybe black armbands, maybe a minute silence, whatever it is. It didn't happen and no explanation was given. Let's come to football. The Super Eagles played last Friday. Two days before that time, Thompson Lucene died. Who was a striker for the national team. Who was on the team that won their first medal at that game. I had African Nations Cup 76 bronze. And he was a celebrated striker for the Super Eagles in the 70s. Played with Shekwanebami. The Super Eagles played in Lagos on Friday. We didn't even have black bands to celebrate Thompson Lucien. You know, so we're not asking for a ton of money or anything to be given to these players or to their families. All we're saying is that people who have represented us, honoured us, when it comes to this, we're not telling you to honour them when you're having your political rallies or you're having your uh, meetings. When you are, when there's a sporting event, I mean, is it too much to ask? Because these two just underlines what we're talking about. And these are, let's say, or your state government was uh, politicians that did that event. The ones I've mentioned to you about, they're, they're administrators that should have known that. We should honor these guys. Hmm. Um, I think we have a problem with symbolism. We don't know how to, you know, do, you know, things that are symbolic yeah. to commemorate the lives of those that have served this country. Um, I also think that sometimes, or more often than not, their eyes are always off the ball. Mm. And in situations where they're supposed to accept their culpability, instead mm. they go mm. on the defensive. Yeah, that happened. But yeah, I you know that happened with the basketball team in one group that we belong to. How hard can it be? You know, approach FIBA. FIBA have the records that this guy played for Nigeria at basketball. Mm. Basket. In fact, they'll be more than willing. To allow you to have a moment of silence, or wear a black handband, or do a commemorative t-shirt, whatever. It's, a simple, it's a simple, just a symbolic symbolic thing. Tom Shosier, yeah.
1: you're at home. Yeah. Calf, this guy. Calf, have the records I played at 76. Some even say he was he was arguably the, the greatest striker or the most. I don't know for, what for my generation,
0: Yakini was the most lethal striker. Thompson Lucinia was the most complete strength. Because mm. he could do everything. He could yeah. head the ball. He could shoot with LFC. Yes, we, we never you saw know, him play. You right? know, and he's, he only played for National life For like two years. Mm. And he scored about 18 goals in 24 games, something like that. Wow. You know, and we did not have anybody. It was, it was
1: actually Rashidi Yakin that made us forget Thompson Lucinia. Mm. In terms do, of quality. Digi, talking about symbolism. Absolutely. Sorry, 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 buddy. Even from a production point of view, do we have those tips? Ah, don't worry. That's a conversation we are working, working,
0: <laughs> working. No, some of those tapes are available. I can assure okay. you. We are working on some productions <laughs> that you will know about and coming up. But but let's round this up, buddy Going forward, going forward, is it that we need to tell these people, look, do this, do this, do like you suggested, or we should assume that they know what to do? But <laughs> obviously, they don't know what to do. How do we make sure those on our part that this kind of thing doesn't uh, repeat itself?
2: I think we have to be, we have to be, to be proactive Okay. We have to be telling them what to do. Let them come and tell us, Oh, we know already, don't tell us. Let, let them tell us. <laughs> <be so, so. laughs> but I think we have to, we have to step into the breach and tell them, look, see, they because I'm sure there are people that 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 that, that are being paid to, to do this thinking. Yeah. But apparently their thinking is focused on loving the egos of people that employ them for doing the right So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. those of us on the outside that are seen and thinking ahead. We should put in the, 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 the public space. Oh, this person has that. I think we should do, we should do X, Y, Z. Let them come out and say we have talked about people's See, so they are seeing it for the first time from what we have posted or said. Okay. But I think because if you if don't do that, we are, we are going to keep we are, we are going to keep lamenting. And I'm tired. I'm tired of lamenting. Uh, Let uh, to show them uh, uh, their lapses before their, the, their, their missing before the meeting. The Bible says the kingdom of God.
0: So violent. violence. The violence ticket is <laughs> by, by force. force. We have to start telling them. Okay, we move, we move to force, the ne- next fire. topic that dovetails into this. Okay, while we agree that we need to honor our heroes properly, symbolically, respectfully, and, you know, in a way that makes them feel good about what they've done for this country, it dovetails to our next topic, where there seems to be a sense of entitlement from our, former sports people. We're not trying to be negative here. We're trying to be realistic because it's a sensitive subject. When anybody that has represented Nigeria, you know, I hate to split it, but there are different generations. Mm. The generations of the Shekwadegbamins and the Mudalawas and the Lives that we talked about probably did not get their due reward, reward. mostly. Yeah. Maybe. The generation that came after that 94, 98, and all that. As far And then down so, the years, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, honestly, I felt they got their just desserts when they were playing. So there's always this situation where somebody falls on the wrong side of life or somebody falls sick and all of that. There's always this clamor that after all he did for Nigeria, nobody's doing anything for him. And while I agree that you might be able to do one or two things, but I honestly feel that we can't make a blanket and say the government or the NFF or the Ministry of Source must always do things for people who are represented Nigeria because I can always make the point. Your father, my father, my mother and all are worked for Nigeria all their lives too in various aspects. Nobody remembers them when they... And some of these guys were duly rewarded when they played. You can argue about rewards that they didn't get. <laughs> it brings to the point where I think it's time our sportsmen, you know, take charge of their lives and plan for life after That's sport, So that you are not in a situation where, but what I'm trying to say now, I told her is that maybe we feel that the government, maybe for super goods, for all these guys, maybe you institute, we talked about it before on this podcast, maybe institute an insurance scheme, maybe while you're playing for the national team, a small percentage of your Earnings is put aside, invested, and give it, they do it in the NBA, and all of that. So, do you feel that our retired sportsmen are justified to always feel or demand that they should be
1: taken care of once they are done representing the country? Tola? You know, at, at the risk of being misunderstood, especially in, in trying to compare... The Felix Ola B, mm-hmm. uh, Shegwandek Bami uh, case last week in Ibadan 2. So we're not, the Felix Ola B, Shegwandek Bami thing was not about monetary reward. Yeah. So, I mean, we need to clear that. Clear that yeah, that's yeah. what I said. It's about just honoring them, respecting them, respecting them. App. And of course, the likes of Shegwandek Bami would not even come out. JJ Okocha, mm. I mean, I'm talking about two generations Super now. JJ sure. yeah. Okocha, Shegwandek Bami, and the rest of them would not say, uh, uh, Nigeria didn't do well for us and because they made they planned and uh, actively involved in making their lives better even now mm-hmm. beyond football uh, you tend to you tend to hear a lot of these complaints from those who fail to plan and those who can't really think rationally I'm not talking about footballers I'm talking about the average uh, person that criticizes um, everything government everything government as far as I'm concerned, I would I would rather work for Nigeria for two ninety minutes and earn ten thousand dollars for a victory. I mean I've never I've never earned such an amount such within, short time. within ninety minutes in my life. And forget about the fact that some are still being owed and whatever. Those monies eventually get cleared. Mm.
0: They,
1: they eventually somehow. get somehow. They eventually get paid. Maybe not in all cases, yeah. but the long and short of it is you cannot come back. I mean, but this dad is called Babareluwe. That man served Nigeria for for decades. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you understand? Some people... And, and it also, you know, we can also equate it to a governor mm-hmm. that serves for four years and awards himself all the, the law. Yes. The, law yes. award, the law affords him all sorts of luxuries for, sure. yeah. for just four years. It's the same thing <laughs> that happens. Excuse me, you cannot... Have earned ten thousand dollars. Go to the World Cup. Yes, we celebrated. You were happy. You made us happy. We rewarded you. Apart from daily bonus, yeah, you got winning bonus. You got bonuses for draws. You probably got um. You, I don't know what fina- financial financial <laughs> people call yeah, it. Bonus Um, something that that increases as you move on. Oh, oh, performance f- based. Uh, performance uh, based. Keeps, bonuses, performance <laughs> index. Exactly. So I mean, you cannot now turn back. And say Nigeria didn't do well for you. You probably didn't do well for yourself. For yourself yeah. But in terms of how administrators, I agree perfectly with what you what you said earlier. In terms of how administrators can negate some of these arguments, mm. why not institute something, something? Okay, for them. But uh, do
0: we owe former Nigerian athletes um, anything monetary or anything in terms of taking care of their bills after they've? Do we do we owe them something?
2: I will go back to the, uh, the uh, sorry, I will go back to the um, to the analogy I made when we were discussing about the um, about honouring our uh, heroes. This same England that we that we always copy. You know, every time I see a story in one of the major English newspapers about a former footballer who is falling on hard times, mm. about how, how some are doing out to five jobs, but they have changed careers, earning millions as a footballer, I just smile. Why don't those two say and, and these are people that don't get fast bonuses from, from, from the national teams mm. while they are playing. They never got. You and I know that Nigeria is one all of the countries of the world, where, where players get, where players are paid they are one of the highest bonuses for rep- represent the, the, rep- representing their, their countries. And I'm thinking, why don't we also follow that same pattern? Once you are done playing for a national team, if you can't manage, if, if, you, are, if, you, are, if, you, if you fail to manage your resources well, can't get enough to join like everybody else. That's what people do. Athletes, uh, superstars, you go, once your career is over, if you have no money you just go, go and get another job. Like job. Like, like Tola said, my, my father worked for a, for almost 40 years before he retired. In fact, for a long time, he couldn't get his, 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 his retirement, retirement a, a payment for a long time. So for me, once your job is done, your job is mm-hmm. done. We are all Nigerians. That is the truth. And all of us, look, it's just that our social um, our social system is not built to, to support anybody. Mm-hmm. I would have suggested that, look, what, that, that's what the NBA does here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have talked, talked about, about this before. Yeah. While you are playing, a part of your money goes to insurance that you, that you collect when you retire. But, hey, when even the ordinary folks are not, uh, when, when their retirement benefits has are, 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 are been scabbed, what 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 uh, what research shows that if possible, the pain, it's have been, uh, it, it, it not a miscounted also, but that's a social problem. It affects everybody, and whether we are faster or not, we are not special. In fact, <laughs> so I think that all that talk of uh, oh after all you are done for Nigeria is hogwash. It's all, mm. all of us are in the same boat. We 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 ride it mm. together like that.
0: Okay, um, Yemi if, if like to follow on what body said, I remember in Brazil, twenty fourteen. World Cup. when the players down tools before they played against France France and money was furnished to them, each player got equivalent of 20 million naira. As their bonuses and all of that. Some of these retirees that like you said would never ever get 20 million naira as retirement. And that's so for they got 20 a potential million 90 million. You know? <laughs> so but having said that though, I can understand the the pain in the heart of some right like Jams when they see some of these stars who are fallen on hard times. So, what do we do? Do we now start educating these players that look, wait, or oh, this, it's not only football. Come on, as you're ending now, what can we institutionalize to say, plan for your future,
1: plan for life after
0: sport? Or what can we institutionalize when they are playing, like we suggested? But there's also an element of trust there. You the tell <laughs> players now, From your ten thousand dollar bonus, we're going to take one thousand five hundred or two thousand for investment. Are you sure the players will say, No, 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 give me my money? (laughs) I don't trust anybody, you know. So, but what can we try to do to at least ameliorate these situations? I think we need to look at it first from this perspective. Um, there are two sides we need to look at the amateur side and the professional side. Mm. So, on the amateur side, you probably don't earn anything. Um, and and I'm talking people that did boxing a little bit of athletics, okay. gymnastics, swimming, okay. you, know, you know, especially that go for all Africa games and In the Olympics. Olympics. Some of them don't earn. They, they don't, don't earn good point. much after they retire. Now, for the guys on the football side, basketball, they get an opportunity to grow from mature to professional and then probably end a really good life that they should be comfortable. So I'm saying that, look, at that point, from that ma- amateur level that you start representing Nigeria, it is important that something is should I know we have a pension problem, that's probably the biggest scam in Nigeria. But there are processes in place today where you can have, you have micro pension schemes happening today for individuals that you can personally save up for your pension. So it is something that I think the sports ministry needs to start looking at and say, look, if you are competing for Nigeria from today, so that when you started from a particular period mm. as a competing athlete, whether in athletics or boxing or whatever, whatever monies you are entitled to, not even monies you are entitled to, whatever monies is created for the scheme, for the budget to run those programs, should be set aside for pension, as pension, that 10 years, 5 years, if you end your career at year 5, you are entitled to a specific amount of money. If you end your career at year 10, you are entitled to a certain amount of money. Year 15, obviously you are expected that after those periods that you stopped participating, you probably got another job. Right? Mm. Which means you probably are also entitled to a pension from that side as well. So if anything happens, you fall on you know hard times, you have something to, fall, to fall back on. But one key element is the trust element. Yeah. Uh, we don't trust anything government. Mm. We don't trust those in government. So, building that confidence, if maybe they bring in a highly respected private establishment to handle this, would that lead to a bit more trust? That should be the direction to go to. Get one of these pension funds on board, put out a tender, let Mm. them bid and show the qualities or the benefits. Mm. And let the the athletes know. Let them the benefits. And probably decide, oh, I want to go with this one. Okay. I want to go with that one. But everything still depends on the budgeting process for the Ministry of Sports mm-hmm. in terms of doing that okay. we're paying for the future of these athletes. Okay, Tola, so like, indeed, um, from your experience, these two topics to filled into each other. And from what you've seen, um, let me go back to what can we do when it comes to sporting events? Because I honestly feel that, I don't know, maybe it's to give all former, maybe all shooting stars, all the former players have some kind of ID that gives them direct access to any stadium or former national team players. Because we've seen it happen in Lagos too. Some of us know some of these guys. But this young generation, we've had a case where a member of the Super Eagles told us, I didn't know who Sheikh Gwendebwami was. He's a young boy. He was born in this century. So you may not blame him. We also have the issue of the media. Maybe we're not doing enough telling our stories yeah. and all of that. Do you feel that we need to institutionalize something when it comes to sporting events to ensure that our former athletes or former footballers don't go through what you witnessed in Ibado?
1: I mean, there are answers in virtually everything we've said since um, why not a special identity mm. for some of these heroes. Um, I was also going to mention uh, Yemi's points. Um, just open the tender.
0: Mm.
1: Pick three reputable organizations and every athlete registered to compete in the name of Nigeria. Signs up. Signs up. As a must. Because at the end of the day, it is for your own good, good for yeah. your own future. As a must. And then, because, I mean, many, I mean, you would, a lot of you will understand what I'm trying to say. Many, um, when I was going to sign up for some pension scheme, I had the option of three different organizations. Mm. You understand? And of course, we were told to choose, choose just one. So every athlete should be able to. But then again, how important is the current Minister of Sports, for example? I mean, how well does he trust the person who will replace him? How do we, continue, ensure, continue how do we ensure that no matter who is in power, no matter which political party, which ideology is in operation, that stands. I that think, policy stands. So, I, I, I think it's important that this is legislated.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's passed Good into point. law, mm-hmm. and I, you see, and it I, th- it. I think That's that it. our ministers, and I'm not talking about sports alone, our ministers need to pay a pay a larger role, a more pivotal role in pushing laws that mm-hmm. will stand, uh, will that stand that will the stand test of beyond time them, beyond, beyond their them, beyond, beyond their, their time beyond their time in office. Being Ministers. So whether you're a minister of health, or a minister of whatever, lobby legislature. You're part of the executive. Lobby legislature to put okay. those laws in place. Okay. We have to round it up now. I want to thank Tola for joining us for our first two topics. And um, hopefully the kind of unsavory things we witnessed will be a thing of the past. And like Buddy said, we have to be a bit more proactive. Let them know these things. They probably didn't even think of putting the shooting stars team the legends of 76 or 77 on their program maybe somebody had told them they would have said okay i mean let them just come to the center circle let people just appreciate them give them a place to see that that's, that's all we're not asking you to we're not asking for uh, for a an leg yes. all, just do something exactly. so that we just appreciate and recognize like them like wishes we copy hmm. everything but except the sensible things except the honorable <laughs> part <laughs> we don't copy <laughs> all right tola thank you very much hopefully we will have you some other time, because we are going right into Bordeaux's forte now. So prior to the start of the Afro Basket, we had a preview here a couple of weeks ago. And Bode was one that told us that the Tigers team, as it was constituted going to that tournament, if they got to the final, you will be shocked. If they got to the semi-final, you will be amazed. Something around those kind of words. I don't know whether Bordeaux jinxed it, because they didn't even get to the quarter-final. You know, the power rankings ahead of the tournament made them number seven which ordinarily you thought that meant they should have gotten at least to the quarterfinals, but they didn't even get there. Um, it was... Um, it won 73 over Mali in their first game, and 71-55 over Kenya in the second game, and, and they lost the third game, 68-77 to Cote d'Ivoire. They were second on the table, but the way the Afro market is structured, second doesn't guarantee quarterfinal plays. They had to play uh, Uganda who came third in their group, and they lost that. So... They got out of the tournament. For the record, and Tunisia won the tournament, uh defeating Cote d'Ivoire by 3.7875 in the final. Um, I think Bodé predicted here that Tunisia was the team to beat. So, Bode, um we've seen a lot of people I've heard a lot of people express so much disappointment and all of that. From your knowledge and from your depth of basketball, do you think it was it is right for us to really get angry or get sad? That the team did not do as be- uh, do better than they did, based on what we know going into the tournament, were we expecting too much for them to have performed better than they did?
2: I, I think we are expecting too much. Um, like like I've always said uh, on, on on all our platforms, Nigerians are eternal optimists, and Nigerian Nigeria fans feel that once Nigerian team shows up, divine see, right. They never look at <laughs> yeah, they, like by divine right. We never look at the constitution of the team that is playing and and and, and we, 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 we tend to disrespect our opponents and feel like is it not uh, Uganda uh, is it not Zambia is it not a you know most Nigerians are looking at that team with the same uh um and, and with the same with the same expectation that we gave to the team that won uh, uh four editions ago and we're hoping for the same miracle as the team that finished second, the, follow, the following event. Remember that the team that finished second was also put together hurriedly, and they got to the finals. And look, that team the finals, I think we said it that time was a miracle. If they had won, it would have, have been shocking. But they got to the finals, they lost, and it was look, they did they they, 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 they over overperformed at, at that event. So when this thing was put together, and people are saying. You know, you are it is source Nigeria now. Let's just get out and beat everybody. And if, and we keep, like we keep saying, in basketball, every player from one to twelve will have to contribute. Mm. And you notice that for, for a long time the coach did not play players uh, uh, from Nigeria because he said they are not in sync with what he's teaching, or what he was teaching the team, or, 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 or and, and they are not producing what he expected them to give him at that level, which meant that at some point. The starting five are going to be tired. At some point, the other team with their own coaches, they're gonna figure out the way they play. Mm. That is why you mix and match. You know, in, 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 in the playoffs, like we always say, they are pre-game and in-game adjustments. But when you're starting when when you have a team of the same players on the floor, you can't adjust, you can't respond to anything. So, whatever they throw at you, you are gonna have a hard time. By making in-game adjustment. Look, for me, uh, I think the team the, the team did, uh, did the best that they could. But given the time they had for preparations, given the personnel that they have available, and given the mix of the players, um, I think they did they did what they had to do. Um, uh, maybe uh, the, the, only, the the only disappointment for me was that I felt they had a chance against Uganda. Um, in Uganda, of course, you know, we, I, I don't think we have we have we have, we have ever lost to the cranes. In basketball, no matter the team that you that put together, and so for me, Uganda got the chance. But because of what had transpired and because of the way the team was, uh, I think Uganda found them out. The Ghanaian coach was the one that coached the heck out of his team, yeah. To be the Nigerian side. But of course, like we like all saw, mm. the are found out in their in in found out in, in their next game. So for me, mm. there's nothing to be there's nothing to, to be upset about, there's nothing to complain about. The team did his best. But given what
0: they had, that was the most they could have done. Okay. Um, but um, you know, I mean, we, we did talk about this before the event, that this was probably a free hit. Yeah. Uh, that it was an opportunity to just to go out there, try out these players and see what they can do. But what would you say, um, what's your rating of Mike Brown? I haven't seen him take us to two tournaments, the Olympics, uh-huh. and then this uh, Afro Basket. Considering... The, you have to be fair, considering the uh, the situation he found himself in both in both cases hmm. He's a good coach yeah that's not the question. It's a good pedigree, not a question everything is. However, it just draws attention to the fact that sometimes or it's important rather at international level for the coach to be somewhat grounded in the local okay. activities of that national team, okay? Um, being distant is a huge disadvantage for the team, whether mm-hmm. we like it or not. And one of the things I pointed out when we're previewing is the four local players. How much of an input did he have in picking those four players? That's one. Two, his style. Which obviously seem to be very, very heavy on shooting from three point range. Mm. I'm not as knowledgeable as Bode in basketball, but I think our strength is more in our power, in our ability to play inside. Inside, but it seemed like we're trying to make a transition to shooting more from outside. I think most of our shots were from outside, and once those threes don't fall, mm. no you no have problem. a huge disadvantage. So I think in, in such a short time, we we're trying to transition our style to probably Golden State, bas- Golden State Warriors basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we also failed. The turnovers were... Pff, in-game management, not very good. Okay. So I think on, on that basis, I'll just say because of his pedigree, I also cut him some slack. Okay. But then also the internal politics mm-hmm. relating to who is in charge, who's part of the coaching crew, who's not part of the coaching okay. crew and the way the MBF himself managed things in okay. terms of selection and in terms of the entire coaching oh, Okay, That leads to my next question, buddy. What's the situation with Alex Mwara? From where you're standing, from where you can garner from inside, what's going on there?
2: Um, From what the MBF from, from are saying, there is no there is no cause for alarm uh, everything is fine. Olamide is, is, is trying to focus on his on his on his work with uh, with the college coaching, but I feel there's something that is not that is not clear there. Um, the coach was with the college when he was when when he was the chief coach of Nigeria and there was no issue. I feel the coach is upset. That uh, Alex is upset about something. Probably the appointment of um, uh, of Mike Brown. Maybe the way it was handled. Because I feel that, look, let's be brutal here. There's no way to compare the two of them. One should learn from the other. And I leave it to imagine who should learn from who? It's an opportunity to learn. But maybe the way it was handled initially when my dad was appointed was what is robbing the coach of the wrong way and i feel i i i i, I feel i'm being maybe attended the olympics uh, um just so he could be at the olympics and have it on that the team, it, it was a part of the coaching club at, at the olympics but actually after a lot that, that has gone that has gone wrong there i think the nbbl should do will do well to manage it and ensure that uh, Alex, Alex, uh, doesn't leave the coach a bitter person. No okay. matter like I said earlier, that uh, that achievement of getting to the finals of, of FIBA, when he was coach, he coached the heck out of the team. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I did after or before then is not my concern. But to get that team to the finals of of uh, of of, of uh, Afro back basket was was it was was a, a good a great achievement. I agree that you could say that given where given the plans that MBF had for the team, we are always going to look for a better coach. Or for, sorry, we are always going to look for another coach that we feel is better. And I think you should, should, should have been able to live with that. Okay. But I, I felt that the way they handled it maybe was wrong and I feel they should make it right by listening to him if that is the case and sort things out.
0: Okay, um Yami, where where do you like to see Nigerian basketball? Three years from now, next Olympics, of course, in twenty twenty four, um, irrespective of who is in charge, irrespective of what decision at the top is, what would be progress for you over the next three years for Nigerian basketball? Um, knowing where we have come from, where we have gotten to? Two things are very key for me. One on the domestic scene. Mm. I want to see progress, I want to see activity, I want competition on a consistent basis. So all divisions have to have activity from the Premier Division to Division 1 to Division 2 proper activity not makeshift not uh, abridged seasons proper competition across mm. all divisions which in turn gives the guys on the local side an opportunity to probably compete to play with the Tigers. Now next phase is the Tigers. And of course, the Tigresses as well. Uh, is to ensure that we build on what we somewhat achieved. Achieved in the sense that we're in the consciousness of the world, whether we like yeah. it or not. Yeah. You know, with the little that we did before the Olympics. We're in the consciousness of the world. We need to build on that. And in building on that is to ensure that we go the extra mile in ensuring that in, in busting our ranks, Yes, some might say, hey, you're talking about getting more diaspora, nationalized Nigerians. Yes. Unfortunately, that is the price we probably have to pay to up the level. Mm. But it's something that we can fuse together from the domestic and the national side, fuse together. And in three years' time going to Paris, I want to see us at least get to the quarterfinals. Mm. I think for now, that is the best Africa can start projecting. I don't know if once you get to the quarterfinal, anything can happen for yeah. One more win or two more wins, you get into the medal, or you get a medal. All right. Um, but it, domestic basketball is returning, at least at the top level, Premier League level, uh, locally to, uh, as we speak today. Um The two conferences, one in Abuja, one in uh, Akure, would have the playoffs today and all of that. It's good to see that after a three-year hiatus, basketball has returned to the country. So, what kind of mix or what should we expect from this basketball team, uh, from local basketball, do, and with the players we have, is there a hope? You always explain about 12 players in basketball, they're all role players. Um, you cannot carry somebody just for the experience. Everybody would have some role to play. Okay. Having said yes. that, is there a way we can say that we can mix a little bit Give the home-based players a chance, a door, a leg in the door with the national team, or we should still stick to what we're doing right now. Go for our best players wherever they are.
2: What I like about um, about um, the Afro-Basket, AfroBasket experience was that I think I have to look it up again and check. Look at that statement. I think my my Brown said something about coming here with a bit of work. With okay. either the coaches or the players, yeah. um, to 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 try and bridge the gap. Because a long-term plan is to ensure that even if they don't play the major competition, they can be a contributor the national team and be a bit better than what we had the last time that it called the guys to camp. I, 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 like I said, I, I'll go and check and see what, what they actually said. But I, I know you mentioned something about working with some people on the local scene. But I I do feel DG, that and. Um, we need to expand the scope of, of competition. We can't keep having a big leagues. We all know that um, the situation in Nigeria is not normal right now, so you, you can't, you can't, uh, can't expect an expansive human in me. But what you can do is what we have always done in the past. The Savannah and the Atlantic. I think that can be done. There are still places where you can play basketball well in the North where you can have the teams from the north, even if it's not home and away. Can have them play extensive basketball, uh, maybe over two phases, maybe two venues, first phase, second phase. Let them play multiple games. The same in the south, that is going forward, not this current season. So at least they can have minimum of 30 games under their belt before the playoffs. Because it is a constant playing that you can make mistakes, that they can de- correct them, and, and develop, and be, and have the competitive edge. Because you remember that now we are not talking only really about the national teams. we are also talking about the M.D. organized uh, 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 team league, yeah. which is built, which is huge. And since you know that majority, majority of those that play that that tournament, they are those that are they are, they are, they are those that are based on the continent because of the quota uh, system. The more they play, the better they'll sink as teams, the better they'll be uh, uh, um, in, in uh, uh, on the floor. And so you can't just play 10, 15 games and become champions and go and play people that have played 30, 34 games and each other. That's mm-hmm. the advantage. That's the edge, edge that teams like, the teams from Tunisia and Rwanda have over teams from, from Nigeria. So you have got to find a way to play extensively, play at least 25 30 games before the championship rounds of, uh, of, of a further 10 to 14 games. So, when the champion emerges, you know the players are ready, yeah. To they are battle ready. Let's see, if we leave that sort of for now.
0: Okay, you hear me? we run up now. Um, it's been for me maybe a bit disappointing, but a decent summer for uh Nigerian uh, basketball. I honestly feel that basketball has a huge huge potential. Um, in Nigeria and we're beginning to see traces of that so in your view what should our next steps be from a commercial perspective now well, the groundwork has been laid mm. the opportunities are there to be harvested by the MBBF. Um, and I think like Bode has said the domestic scene needs to get that inflow mm. of commercial money coming in because It is where the eyes are supposed to be now. Mm. So we're talking, putting the games on TV is important because that is where you can give the the copies, eyeballs eyeballs and the value that they seek. So you have to move away from this average season, whatever. Find Mm. a way to enhance the value proposition for corporate Nigeria. Okay, I think once money comes into the local scene, it, it is a conveyor belt for for the bar. Okay. Because once you put in a lot of money here on the, for in prize money and what have you here, it to propel those to teams to, to look forward and say, okay, we yeah. want to get to the bar. So I think the local scene tr- market the life out of the local scene. Yeah. Put it on TV, put it on radio, you know, put it on social media, put it on online platforms. That way our okay. basketball will be better for it. Final word to you, buddy. Um one word. Describe Nigeria's basketball summer in one word. One word. Average. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Average is good. It's a pass mark. (laughs) You can improve on it and all of that. And on that note, we end today's edition of Sports 360 Podcast. Go to Sports360Pod on Instagram to follow us and have all the latest from this podcast. Many thanks for joining us. Many thanks to Tola Badikale, who joined us earlier and Bode in the US and Yemi, my sidekick right here in the studio. Thanks for joining us and for listening from wherever you are on the surface of the earth. We'll be back next week. Take care.